Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% LA Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world of the five-time MLS Cup champion, LA Galaxy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm your host, Josh Gessman, coming to you on Thursday, July 6th. LA Galaxy 2-1 victors in front of basically the entire city of Los Angeles, the entire state of California, the entire country, the entire world saw the game at the Rose Bowl. Congratulations, LA Galaxy 2-1 win, and, and maybe some faith restored, some order restored to the world, maybe just for a little bit. We got a lot to talk about, going to get you through the LA Galaxy's win over LAFC. 82,000 of you in that stadium. Good job, everybody. Uh, we're going to get you ready for the LA Galaxy's game against the Philadelphia Union as well. So that's coming up. Uh, some little tidbits, news, rumors, all that fun stuff. Has some stuff and some interesting things on the rumors front. So we're going to talk about that to help me do all of it. We're glad to have him back. It's Eric, the Portuguese Hammer Vieira. Eric, how's it going, buddy? 82,110 people in the stadium. And who's going to talk about it? Two guys who were not there. Not there. <laughs> although, although on my deathbed, I'll just lie and say I was. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like yeah. those lockdown games. Yeah. yeah. You, uh, I could say I was at one of these games at least. Yeah. But yeah, what, what a win. Everyone's, uh, you know, flying high, buzzing, still feeling good. You know, the chat's happy. Twitter's happy. They created a new platform for us to be happy on. We're on threads now. Um, so it's just these are these are these are good times. We're back, baby. You know what? You know how you know the order has been restored to the world. The L.A. Galaxy are winners. And and Mark Zuckerberg has once again taken taken back the mantle of uh, of not the worst person in the world. Right. Elon Musk. Yeah, now, he's now uh, the good guy. we've decided that Facebook isn't as bad as Twitter. That's what we've all decided. And that's hard to do because Facebook has been the bad person for so long. And by the way, they didn't change. It's just that, you you know, Elon Musk dove Twitter so far down into the mud right now um, that uh, that that Mark Zuckerberg comes out looking like the good guy. I mean, you know, I don't I don't uh, know. I don't know when the last times. time what, Mark Zuckerberg was the good guy, like whenever he was in high school, maybe was the last time he I was think he, when the social network came out was probably the only. Yeah, yeah that, did, that was the, the one time he was a hero for maybe a second. Oh, man. Uh, it's funny. Uh, DeMonte goes, uh, can we say can we say turning point now, Josh? I, I mean, <laughs> I want to. I really do. I really want to. Um, I just want to say uh, my my Fourth of July was a lot of fun. I had a good time. I was I was out at the train club, as you guys know. I got to spend time with family. Uh, I saw more fireworks. Uh, it's basically like leaving Dignity Hill Sports Park, where you're surrounded by fireworks everywhere. That's what it was at there. I had a great time. All the I got home from there at about eleven thirty, eleven forty five after having to put stuff away and do the whole thing. So eleven forty five, I finally came in and checked my phone to see that the LA Galaxy had won the game. And I was like, 
Well, I mean, I'm up, right? It's 11.45 p.m. I'm up. I might as well just watch the whole game, right? So I went immediately, went to the replay and watched the entire game. I got done about 1.30 whenever all was said and done with everything and finally went to bed. Um, and what a, what a wonderful just display. And these games are always exciting. Yeah. Um, there's been very few, I think, duds. I mean, there's been a couple draws, but even the draws were usually like, oh, man, that could have gone either forth. way. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the whole deal. So I just... It's it's one of those you look at it and you say you say it was it was exactly the showing that MLS wanted it to be, which is nice. Uh, I think it's the showing that Apple wanted it to be. I think if you're an American soccer fan, it's the showing that you wanted to have because this is no longer this isn't just an L.A. game. Right. The, I imagine the numbers on this are actually pretty good. Even by Apple standards, we'll never know. Um, but I imagine the numbers are pretty good. This is a worldwide watch game. Um, and you can see that by the all the old LA Galaxy players who who chime in uh, either during the game or after yeah, the game or, the or something. They're, they're like, remember, remember whenever I, I I played for the LA Galaxy, you know, once a G, always a G type thing, um, and see the spectacle that was the the Rose Bowl. And I think we thought it was going to be super lopsided in terms of fans, Eric. And I thought the LA Galaxy fans, from what I could see, did did what we expected and even more. Um, and, and there were a lot of people there. I know they were trying to count dark shirts and white shirts, but there were people who were wearing the old LA Galaxy jerseys, yeah, was, stuff like that. So it was it, there were a lot of Galaxy fans there. Yeah. Yeah. When the when the goal celebrations happened, that's really where you felt it. And that's where the atmosphere could be seen. And, and this is where major fumble by us for, for not attending. But the atmosphere looked incredible. The pitch in the stadium looked immaculate. There's a reason why the Rose Bowl game, it's not just when that game happens on January 1st. It's not just the game that's happening. Uh, you know, who the man, it doesn't matter which teams are playing. It's just a beautiful backdrop, you know, that time of night as the sun's going down. It's just the, the stadium looks perfect. It's, it's, there's a reason why they've hosted a couple of World Cup finals there, just because of the way it looks. Uh, yeah, the drive sucks. Getting in and out of there is a nightmare. But right. I bet you driving out of there with the W felt a lot better for the fans who decided to attend. That probably felt really nice. So just the atmosphere, the vibe, the feel. And and I think I, I was pleasantly surprised with the turnout from Galaxy fans. I know you and the Panda were talking maybe it's 60-40, maybe closer to 50-50. Uh, and I got to kind of test out this theory in real life where they can pack their stadium as much as they can. But at the end of the day, the Galaxy have a 20-year head start. And there are more Gs in the Los Angeles area than not. So that whole idea and concept of them taking over it may feel that way in their confines, but when you go and open it big time, you're going to get, you know, a, a lot of G's showing up. And part of that is benefiting from, you know, the client out, no protesting and getting people to show up. They benefited from that pushback because it may not have looked like that uh, for the season opener. But I think this was a nice little test of, you know, who, who runs L.A., who's really got the, the, the stranglehold on it. Uh, I, I think the Galaxy really the Galaxy faithful and the Galaxy on the team both showed kind of who's boss in, in this game this week. I got top hired in the chat room saying Lord Larry Morgan, not on threads. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's correct. That's correct. I'm on threads, by the way, at Galaxy podcast. Um, I think you were at hammer at, at hammer, hammer EV nine. Same. I yeah, just, I kept everything the same. Yeah. Okay. So you're, you're over there. You can, you can follow there if you'd like, I will try. They really need to get a desktop version of this because I can't be doing all this crap on my phone. Uh, I'll tell and you then, right now. And so, yeah, and also toggling between accounts for those of us who have live multiple, as civilians yes. as well. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I need, I need all of those. <laughs> I need all that stuff. They need, and they need to do it quickly because that's going to be the thing that loses people. It's going to be too hard. Um, but over on threads and for now, uh, I like seeing Elon Musk, uh, 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 sweat and fire off lawsuits. So, um, <laughs> enjoy that as well. Um, 
I'll just tell you, I, I was really impressed with with the composure of the LA Galaxy. I'm going to tell you this straight up. Uh, LAFC had plenty of chances to, to tie and win that game as well. Yeah. Um, they Wh- choked. Which, like every L traffic. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. It's every game, whoever wins, the other team had chances and didn't convert. Mm-hmm. The, the big thing that I take away from this, and I think this is as much a knock on LAFC as is, is a, a boon to LA Galaxy fans, is the Galaxy's big players showed up and, and LAFC's big players did not. Uh, you had Buanga, who had plenty of chances to score and couldn't hit the, the broadside of the barn with a shotgun, and he's been having problems, right? That team is in shambles right now, and you can see it. As much as the LA Galaxy are shorthanded, LAFC is shorthanded, right? But they're not handling it as well as the LA Galaxy are, and they've played more games than the Galaxy. So, you know, yeah, you can use that as an excuse, except everybody comes into that game pretty tired. Everybody's basically the same on that. But Carlos Vela? Carlos Vela's big claim to fame in this is that he scored an offside goal and he was offside by like more than a yard and a half. It wasn't even close. Right. And so that was his, but, that was his big contribution. He also had the ball into Buanga where, where Jonathan Bond made the big save, right? That was his other, but other than that crickets. Um, and you didn't have that from guys like Ricky Pouge and you didn't have that from guys like Douglas Costa, Tyler Boyd showed up, Jonathan Bond showed up. I thought Mark Delgado had a really good game. I thought Gaston Brugman had a very good game yep. in the center. Um, just doing thing. And what can Everyone, you say? What, even what, Edwards, Edwards, you know, with the tackles and he, he showed up and almost had himself a goal. So yeah, I think they were, they were showing the players before the game, uh, you know, right before the anthem kind of looking up into the stands and <laughs> I, we're, we're going to talk my smack because obviously this yep. is a pro yes. LA Galaxy, but but you just saw some of the LAFC players kind of looking up in awe of all the people, and then you there was just a difference in the Galaxy players. They just looked like that fired them up as opposed to it being too big of a moment for them. It it, it, it almost it, it felt like maybe it was too big of a moment for some of those guys on on the other side. Um, just just the the other thing in like in broad strokes, and then we'll go into this maybe a little bit more. Uh, is talking about the performance of Ricky Pooch and, and he's now been named uh, player of the match and then he was named player uh, then he was on team of the match day and then he was named player of the match day um, as well so he basically got all the awards and by the way Douglas Costa should probably be on the team of the uh, of, of the match day as well I thought that he was outstanding and again we said at the last game we'll say it against San Jose emotional game Douglas Costa out there smiling having a good time enjoying the atmosphere he <laughs> soaked in every single cheer that galaxy fans threw his way and he's getting the support now because he's showing up to these games douglas costa is and i think alex ruiz said it douglas costa is the best number 10 in los angeles right now right and it's like oh that's a just twist that right now right now as it happens yes Yes, correct absolutely correct. correct answer that's craziness i mean you and i famously had a big argument about douglas costa (laughs) about whether or not he can make it well Right. Where I'm going to save face with that argument is that we were talking about Douglas Costa, and this is now Doug Costa. Doug, that's right. This Doug. is the new and rejuvenated Doug Costa, and so it, it comes down to he's in he's in great form right now. So can he can he keep up with it? And we mentioned uh, you mentioned on on Monday it's well the short turnaround from the Stanford game at San Jose, and then the Rose Bowl, and you know we're we're talking full 90 minute performances yep. and, and making it happen. But going back to Ricky, who won all the accolades of the day. Uh, and he deserved it because over on, uh, you know, Instagram or threads or whatever, I do my my champion of the week. And after the game in San Jose, I was ready to give it to, to Douglas. And it just came down to, you know, kind of what the semantics were going to be of the LAFC game. But Ricky just he he bossed that game. He he put that game on his shoulders. My critique of Ricky Pouge oftentimes is that he tries to do too much. And this was a game where he tried to do too much, 
but it worked. He, he put the team and it, he delivered. You know, there's the people who are your vocal leaders. And I think we got Chicharito at a point in his career where he was more of a, a vocal leader and a, mo- a motivator. And then there's your lead by example guys. And I think Ricky is a perfect example of a lead by example guy because if you're on the pitch and you see the level that Ricky is busting his ass all over the field, then you're, you have to say to yourself, well, I, I got to keep up with this guy. I got to match the intensity and match the level. And he, he was just – he was on another level. I, um, I was looking back and thinking, you know, is this his best game in a Galaxy jersey or is it, are we looking is. at this just because of the moment? I, I think it is. I think this is his best performance in a Galaxy jersey since he's been here. The, the moment, yes. Like, yes, in the moment he was the best. But also if you just look at what he did – but there's something to that as well. He didn't have to do it alone this time. And so often we do see him having to do everything alone, right? His combination with Douglas Costa over the last couple of games, right? His combination with Tyler Boyd and those guys going back and forth. I mean, Tyler Boyd could be the player of the match, by the way, as well, yeah. with uh, you know goal and assist. And, then, and an assist. Yeah, a goal and, and assist, and he didn't get man of the match. Right. And That's because, crazy, but, but if you didn't watch the game, right. you, you didn't see the contributions that Ricky had. Right. And so, uh, you know, just the deal. And let's put this in proper context too, Eric. And I think this is the super important one is there was a lot of criticism of Ricky Pooge mm-hmm. holding up his jersey against what LAFC has coined their C team, right? The <laughs> the academy guys. Their children. Their he children. Did children. He yeah. did it to get poor Ricky is a child, first of all. So you know <laughs> let's let's remember that, right? So Ricky Pooge celebrating in front of LAFC, celebrating that that victory over children uh at BMO Stadium, right? Doing all those things. And the fact that Chiellini was out there saying, saying, oh, well, you're a clown, right? And he called him out. He's a clown right in the press conference, right? And everybody's like, oh, man. How many commentators said that that there was going to be a, you know, a, a target on Ricky's back in this game, right? That, oh, well, LAFC, it was even in the lead up, right? Taylor Twelman yeah. added, those guys did it. They had all the stuff. You know, the lead into it was, oh, well, this is payback and LAFC is going to get Ricky Push. Guess what? They tried to. They tried yeah, to they get him back. Him. Yeah. They were all over him. They were fouling him. They were trying to close off his space. How many times did he receive the ball in between like three LAFC players? How many times did they never get a touch on him whenever he did it? The fact is, if you're looking, you, you know, like revenge, they have this revenge idea. They're going to make him pay. And you know that was in their minds. You know they wanted to embarrass him. And it came across as they were impotent right? That they couldn't get it done. They couldn't protect what they wanted to because Ricky was too good for them. If anything, their focus on Ricky Poos, trying to drive him out of spaces that he was supposed to do, made them look more pathetic. And by the way, Taylor Twelman calling out LAFC's defense as pathetic throughout the night. And, and quite honestly, so, um, you know, in a, in a lot of different ways. Uh, but the bottom line is Ricky Poos had a target on his back and he basically flipped the double birds and just yeah. put the put the pedal down and was, embarrass them. That's embarrassing. Yeah. That's that was that was my big takeaway. Yeah, it, it was a catch me if you can. Going back to my point where I say sometimes I feel like he does too much. He gets the ball in those situations and he tries to dribble out of them and sometimes he'll give a bad pass. But it seemed like the ball was glued to his foot every time he went. It's like, oh, is he in trouble here? And he just managed to get away, uh, you know, with the ball. And so. In this game in particular, I always, you know, my, my famous line that I always say is, you know, they're a counterattacking team, cosplaying as a possession team. Over the last three to four games and the way Ricky Pooja's been playing, I'm starting to see the possession game click. It's working. You know, the, the, when in past El Traficos, uh, LAFC has been the team that dictates possession. It, it wasn't as clear cut a Galaxy lead in possession, but they were dictating the passes. They were dictating the pace. And to your point, 
you know, Ricky may have had them frazzled with the pregame comments. And even though Chiellini mentioned in the pregame that, you know, it's all squash, he talked to him after. But they, they were thrown off their game. They were kind of headhunting and going for him. And it, they couldn't get him. They just they just couldn't get it. And my little fan fiction that I have, yes, uh, from no, no, my no. Let's from just, the game. Let's just say it's fact. We're just from now on. This is the fact. Is right? Chiellini was wearing a white like jersey or undershirt, which you know normally when you you try to wear your team's colors or you have you know the 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 motion tractor tracker you know sports bra type thing. But he had a shirt underneath, and I thought that was odd uh, that he had a, a white shirt underneath. And I, I'm willing to bet that he was hoping to score on a set piece or to get uh, on the score sheet. And he had a message for Ricky, either with a clown or with something. Uh, I, I can almost, I, I just have a feeling that that was the case and why he had that white shirt underneath and uh, Ricky didn't let him do it. So they had maybe he had other plans and other things uh, <laughs> on the cards, but I think Ricky just played so well, he wasn't going to let them do it. Yeah. And the, the last thing, and we'll, we'll kind of get to, uh, to it is, was the celebrations at the end too. Cause you saw, what it meant, um, you know, what it meant to the team. And kind of, it was a, a release valve. Uh, and some people were criticizing, well, are they celebrating too much? And I think the only people criticizing were the losing side yeah. from it. But when you think about it, you know, there were five games unbeaten, but not much to show for it. Right. And then to win in that game and the way they do it in front of that crowd and all the people, I mean, aren't you, so aren't rivalries supposed to be important? Yep. Aren't you supposed to win games? Yep. Isn't that, that what it's all about? So, did, so I did, don't, I don't, I don't harsh harp on them for uh, for celebrating too much. That was a, a big win in the rivalry, but it was also like, okay, we can finally we have some momentum. We'll talk about the turning point later and what it means. But that 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 was one that you know just it felt very good. I will say I'm pretty sure LAFC fans once questioned uh, Steve Chirondolo why he couldn't beat LA Galaxy as being the most important game of the year, right? That was the the video that was shared around the world. Everybody knows these are important games. They're always going to be important games. Um, I think they get played too often, uh, but when you put them in a setting like this, and I would hope that LAFC decides to do something similar. I'd hope that they decide if there's a third game next year that they play at the Coliseum. Right. Yeah. Or they play, you know, I, I really think that that's where 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 it should be. I like these big games and these are not regional games. This is not Los Angeles. This is not California. This is not the Southwest. This isn't the Western United States. It's not the whole. These are worldwide games. People are paying attention to these. And I don't think there's anything about that game of soccer that we saw on on July 4th on a Tuesday night um, in front of 80, you know, 80,000 plus at the Rose Bowl. Right. Uh, that makes MLS look bad. As a matter of fact, it makes MLS look exciting. And when you realize that Leon, you know Lionel Messi is coming in and that you're going to see more of these big crowds. I mean, I yeah. have to imagine, I'll be surprised if Miami ever plays a game in their like small stadium ever again. <laughs> Everybody's going to go sell out. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Galaxy get Miami next year and they play them at the Rose that, Bowl. That my, my, my bet is if Chris Klein were still in charge, uh, but I bet people saw how that panned out and the crowd and the turnout that they got. I would not be shocked if they're not on the phone with Don Garber and saying next July 4th, it needs to be galaxy versus Miami at the Rose bowl. Cause the galaxy gets to, you know, that's their quote unquote second home stadium. Right. And then you have Messi coming in, you're going to sell that out. Um, and, and you saw that reaction where this is a game for obviously the fan bases and the rivals, but you saw a lot of neutrals show up just to see, yep. okay, I've heard about this L traffic. I, I want to go to one. And then this is an opportunity for them to check it out. So that's that's something that uh, uh, you know was really exciting <laughs> to to see that turn out. So I would not be shocked if it's uh, you know Miami and the Galaxy next next July Fourth 
because there there is uh, too much money to be had if you're if you're on the business side of things. Yeah, it, it feels that way. Um, I was also impressed with the LA Galaxy's defense. Now this is this is multiple games now where the Galaxy have had one starting center back really, um, and, and you put Kelvin Leardam. Kelvin Leardam deserves whatever you can give Kelvin Leardam. I don't know like if you can give him a bonus or you can do whatever, <laughs> but the guy's playing out of position. And he's looking good. Uh, I didn't have any problems with Leardam the entire night. Uh, Mavinga has always been the more shaky of the two, and he plays center back, right? And the whole yeah. deal. So he's been in there. Uh, the goal that LAFC scored was, you know, off a set piece. And how often have we seen that from this LA Galaxy team? Not surprised. Uh, did they have chances? Did did LAFC? Absolutely, they had chances. Didn't convert any of them. Scri- whiffed on ones that were only, you know, six yards away from the goal line, right? And that happens. Um, in these well, games, and it's about yeah, big we've had moments. our fair share of those yeah. as well, yeah. But if you go back now and you look and you start with the San Jose game, and we talked about it being an emotional game and just how that how that emotions might help or hurt the LA Galaxy, right? We said we said you know maybe it's going to be really good for them because they're looking for something. Well, you look at the San Jose game in a game they pretty much got screwed. We know they got screwed. Nobody's surprised, really. You saw the play; they got screwed out of the points. That should have been a win. You go now to this. And add this this game into that and taking three points. And that's a pretty big win for them now. So now unbeaten in six with two wins, right? So you have 10 points that you've gained off of the last six games. The LA Galaxy didn't have 10 points for through like the first 12 games, right? So the the direction this team is heading and you've seen it is in the right direction. Yeah. Um, and I think we kind of expected that that might be the case and you were hoping that it might be the case. And even at the start of this where, you know, they win a game and then it's a draw and then it's a draw that they're doing all this stuff. You're like, but you're watching them play. You're watching them get better. You're watching them take the steps. And the passing in San Jose was outstanding. The passing in this game was outstanding. Very nice in tight spaces. Again, get Ricky Pooj and Douglas Cost together and people have a hard time tracking them. It, it was funny listening to the broadcast and and knowing that Eric, the the galaxy were going to win, so it wasn't like you know you're not sitting there with like your heart beating and all after, after the game, yeah. It was still exciting to watch because you wanted to see how it all played out. And having somebody who didn't get to watch live, you wanted to see it all play out. You heard the pregame where they're like, you know, I really expect LAFC's midfield to dominate this game a little bit better than the LA Galaxy's midfield, and it was the total opposite of that. Um, and I think that that has to go to Brugman to Delgado and what they're trying to do and how they're trying to do. Um, it's just, it's just one of those things. It's, it's, it was a well-managed game. I yep. thought the galaxy probably could have scored one or two others. There, there was the one ball. I Chances think that were there that, mm-hmm. that Dayon Jovalich, uh, didn't get a good foot on that was sort of mm-hmm. near, near the goal line. I was disappointed in Preston Judd's performance, um, because I don't think he offered much of anything the entire game. Um, and that's, that's how it's again, to be expected. You can't, you can't expect him to be you know, Chicharito out there. Yeah. Um, and as much as, yeah, as much as we like Preston Judd and, and Dejan Jovalich, we have to, and we'll talk about rumors of possible players who are coming in. These are not players who were signed to be, you know, all-star DP level guys. Preston Judd, if you were going to, you know, look back, uh, you know, Monday morning quarterback, you know, maybe the moment was a little bit too big for him in that game because we have seen him show out and show the talent and the ability, but he, he didn't seem to have it. Uh, on that night. And and like you said, that's okay. But those opportunities could have been there. I think about Edwards chance where he weaved in and out. Uh, You know, there was just a last second block like that could have been an opportunity Mm -hmm. for a goal as well. So, so just, you know, (laughs) to your point about this being like a turnaround game, 
when the, what, what our eyes have been showing us is that this team isn't as bad as the points that they have. And I think that's a frustration point for this team. And that's part of why you saw the celebrations being what they were. It's like, okay, we are going to start to see this, you know, go, go our direction. You would hope and so. so. Yeah. And so, so, but you have to consider we still, you know, don't have our DP striker. We still have center back uh, depth being an issue. So you, you want to pump the brakes a little bit, but it then comes back to the management about Vanny getting uh, the lineups, right. Getting the sub patterns, right. And, and, you know, kind of getting everything uh, cooking on the right time. So, so I hate to give us hope, and I hate to be that guy, and for it to be. It's oh, a hope, this is the hope game. That kills this you. is the game. How many times have we had this? But you know, this really is the type of game that can be a turning point for the season. You think fourteen games left? This really is like a peak at the right time type type activity. Don't peak too soon, Eric. That's what yeah. you, I've heard. Somebody somebody on this podcast says that. Um, so so I always uh, always enjoy that. I mean. We, we the, maybe the one guy we haven't really talked about, Jonathan Bond, uh, as much as maybe we yeah, should. He deserves a shout out as well for that first half. That first half save was massive. Massive. Don't we? And he, and he had, it was one that was uh, the cross that came in early that he was able to get a hand on and the ball was able to be cleared, right? And that was the dangerous one, but it was the the volley from, from Buongo that was uh, Carlos Vela over the top back behind Caligari um, that had the sort of that full shot um, that really was a great save. And it was a tip up over the bar, it was a reaction save. Jonathan Bond, and I think rightfully so, has been criticized for not making some of the big saves that you need him to make on on, on some occasions. That wasn't this game. Um, and uh, the fact that he gets a collision at, right there at the end of the, the first half and doesn't come back for the second half, uh, apparently a, a thigh contusion from what I'm hearing. Um, and a, we used, if you saw him in any of the videos and stuff that was sort of happening at the end there, um, you could see that he walked off the field just fine and wasn't a big deal. Wasn't as, it was, yeah. yeah it, it didn't seem to be big, so... I would expect that he's able to play this weekend, but maybe not. Jonathan Klinsman came in and I thought did a good job, made some good saves, did some good stuff. I don't love the goal, but that's more of a defensive issue than a goalkeeper. A near post, yeah. that's reactionary, and I'm not sure you're getting there. It's also asking a lot of him because, you know, coming in cold, not getting the, you know, the reps in the beginning of the game. And so you got you to salute Klingsman as well. So both keepers deserve their flowers. But you you heard the word contusion and you're like, okay, that's almost a sigh of relief <laughs> given, you know, injuries that the Galaxy have had this season. A contusion, basically just a big bruise, you know, really bad dead leg if you want to, you know, oversimplify it. Uh, and so I, I don't imagine that Bond will be out for an extended period of time, but maybe, you know, he could use uh, a game recovery to, to me. And we've said this plenty of time during the season with the time that Bond missed. I don't think that there's a huge drop off, drop off from Bond to Klingsman. So uh, if Bond needs that extra time, throw Klingsman in, th- in there, let him get his moment uh, to kind of get hot. Uh, because I don't think that there's that huge of a difference disparity between Bond and Klingsman when you when you switch them out. Yeah, it, it doesn't it doesn't seem like that. Um, and it, you know, back and forth, it, it doesn't matter all that much. But really, Jonathan Bond has sort of been playing pretty well in the last couple of games. I wanted to give him the the shout out for that. Um, indeed for how he played. Listen, I think the LA Galaxy have 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 done really well in this stretch. I think we've seen them play well. Um, this game and the passing that was able to be made and just the, the different sort of looks that they were able to share and show. Uh, you know, again, you look at the LA Galaxy. They played against San Jose. San Jose was one of what I think top five or top six in the Western Conference, right? And there's no doubt in my mind that the LA Galaxy were better than San Jose for that entire game. Um, you know, uh, gifted, gifted and robbed uh, at the end of that game in order to not get a win for the LA Galaxy. So um, you look at that. Then you go look at LAFC. I know the form that LAFC is in. I see the form that LAFC is yeah. in. We they talk- were right. 
Yeah, they were ripe for the picking. <laughs> they were. And when was the last time they lost three games in a row? Right. I mean, that doesn't happen. Right. And so you can look at that. But when you look at what the L.A. Galaxy did, uh, they were able to, to weather that storm. And I thought that that LAFC came out flat. I mean, look at the just the Tyler Boyd goal. Now, Boyd's going to get a lot of kudos for this. I Maybe I'm going to be the one who, who throws cold water on it. Um, but a really nice strike. Perfect. Perfectly yeah. hit. You. <laughs> If, Understatement of the year. <laughs> right, right, exactly, right? Very good and timely, right? Big moment, big goal. That's what you want to see from him. Such horrible defending that if the LA Galaxy did that and allowed that type of goal, I guarantee people in this chat room would be saying that whoever was the defender the on that, York, should, yeah, yeah. yeah, they should have been traded, right? And that they're not allowed to come back to the team ever in the whole deal. It was horrible defending. Was that uh, Duenas who was, who was out there on the right for, for LAFC? Um, sure. Hold on. Yeah, I know you're like, I have no idea. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was Duenas. And he's an 18 year old. And I, I think Palacios yeah. was injured. So, you know, Palacios or not injured, but he was out on yellow card accumulation. So he couldn't play there. Uh, Duenas looked like an 18 year old who, who had played in that because there's no pressure on Tyler Boyd whatsoever. He gets the ball. He stops. His back is to the goal. And then he turns, clears himself a little space, lines it up, maybe does a little stutter step, stretches out a little bit, leans to the left, leans to the right, you know, touches his toes, reaches across, you know, grabs his arm, stretches for a little bit, then lines up a nice right-footed shot across the goal. Again, very nice. And in the moment, it's huge and everything is huge. And I'm not, I don't want to take away from what that is. But the defendant is shambolic in that position. And if the Galaxy do that same type of thing, I know everybody's leaping off the yeah. off the chair, right? Yeah. It's funny that you mentioned Duenas because he was the one who kind of tried to get a little fire going in the second half. So he was one of the few players that I saw on the opposition have a little bit of bite to him and a little bit of fire to him. So obviously that moment, it wasn't his best moment. But oddly enough, he was one of the players that I did see, you know, uh, step up given the, the situation that the other team is in. So 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 you have that goal now, uh, you know, allowing uh, uh, Ilya to come in and, and score that goal in the second half. I mean, that's a huge, huge momentum shift there, right? Because yeah. you saw that and the Galaxy, let's face it, this Galaxy team does not play well with Elite. Okay, they never yeah. have. They never will. Right. Um, I don't know. I don't know if that changes eventually. I don't know if they gain the confidence to be able to do it. I will say that in killing off the game after Ricky Push scores, I thought they did a better job of spinning out and killing Correct. time. I thought that all the lessons were yes. learned from the San Jose game. Right. So I'm like, which, which yes, which they weren't going to do. You're not going to play 45 minutes doing that because then you're definitely going to concede a goal. But I, I, I had, you know, sending a message back and forth with some buddies at the beginning of that second half, I said, the game is going to be won or lost if they can hold on or not, because the, all the press was happening. Adjustments were made and the galaxy were just emergency defending. So you almost felt like the goal was coming. So when it did come, you're right. It did feel like a momentum ship shift. So it was the recovery from that and then getting back on track. And they did, they did find their footing and kind of get going, but it did seem like they, they came out of the second half you know, having some trouble. I, it, I see some things in the chat as well in terms of set piece, set piece defending Has corners. Been, that that seems to be an issue. It's, it's you don't bad. like to give, you know, a header near post that shouldn't be where you're giving it up. Uh, but that just, you know, as, as good as the galaxy defense has been in the run of play, their, their weakness. If you look at this season where it's been the worst set pieces, set pieces. Is a, that's a, that's a fair, a fair criticism, which made the kill off at the end even more. Right. Uh, you know, you know, like you feel like you earned it because they had a lot of set pieces towards the end as well, just crosses flying in. And that's where they had all those chances towards the end. The Galaxy set piece defending has been horrible, but also LAFC has not scored that many goals. So the fact that you hold them to without a score, without scoring a goal in the run of play, 
very good, especially with yep. that that back line that's really makeshift in a lot of ways, right? So, um, no, I, I mean, I thought that was that was outstanding. That was really good. We've talked about Ricky Puj, and but we haven't talked specifically about the goal, Eric, and where Douglas Costa gets to play into this a little bit and how he plays the ball out wide to the ball gets cleared out and it comes to Costa and Costa turns. And, you know, I think, I think, uh, Puj passes it to Costa and then Costa goes wide with it out to Boyd. Now Puj is whenever he makes that pass to Costa is inside his own half. Um, and so he makes it and then he starts running because Boyd is open down that wing. And how many times have we asked the LA galaxy to stretch the field, get in behind and yeah. send runners up the wing? How, when they were successful last year That's in the last run, that was the play, right? Mm -hmm. Get out and stretch. Um, first of all, Douglas Costa, beautiful pass, exactly where you wanted it to be exactly in the timing, exactly in the yeah. space. Tyler Boyd gets to run onto it, gets to gather himself and then gets to move in towards goal. And that's the big thing there is that there wasn't enough pressure out on Boyd to sort of force him into making a decision. So he got to pick when he made the decision and he got to delay just a little bit because Ricky Pooch, the little engine that could the little energizer bunny, Mr. Disney himself running <laughs> right down the field full speed. And it was funny because uh, I was listening to Twelman call afterwards and he goes, you know, sometimes guys just want it more. Right. Yeah. And I don't, and that's what that play was. That's, yeah. that's all that you're tired. It's towards the, it's the, you know, the, what the 78th minute or something like that. It may have been earlier than that. I'm, I'm like going off of memory when 73rd. I can just, yeah, yeah. So 73rd minute, but it's, you got 20 minutes left in this game. There's not that and high much energy, yeah. high energy for the entire game. Yeah. Right. So you get into this, the pass is there. And how many times have we seen Boyd screw up this pass? Yeah. Right. Like that exact pass. What? He puts it three or four you know, times. Yeah. Yeah. Stomach height where, you know, not high enough to hit it, hit it, not low enough to, to strike it. Yeah. We've you're right. We have seen him mess up that pass quite a bit. And and so you see it. And um, yeah, it, it just it was a great cross. It was exactly yeah. where it needed to be. It hit him on the foot. Basically, um, it may have short hopped him a little bit, but not something that you can't handle whenever it's there and it played in that position. Um, Ricky with a little layoff and sort of to try to open up his hips and come across the goalkeeper yeah. ball. I think they was, it was even touched a little bit before it went through, but, but it made it. Through. He, he was never going to not get there. And you're right to name the three players. It was the ball from Douglas was impeccable. The run in and, uh, cross in from Boyd was right where it needed to be. And then the run from Ricky, you know, basically running the distance of the field. Uh, you know, like you said, he just was not going to be denied. Twelman said it. He that's, there's just no way he was not going to be on the end of it. And then, uh, you know, to make that finish there. And then he knew the, the part that just tickled me on, on all that is he knew exactly how to celebrate. Like we, we knew what was coming. We right. knew what the narrative was before right. the game. And obviously he didn't want to get the, the also the presence of mind to know I'm on yellow card watch. It's not worth taking the shirt off, but he still knew. I know exactly where I need to point. <laughs> once I put the ball in the back of the net and you get all the substitutes who come off the side of the yeah. field to, to, to be in there and that celebration, you get the galaxy fans that, you know, 80,000 going pretty nuts. I'm sure there were some LAFC fans jumping up and down, seeing their old team score goals. They were, they were confused for a little bit. So they're out there yelling and screaming and doing all that whole thing. Um, and yeah, they survived the last, you know, 15 minutes of that game, hundred percent. They survived the last 15 minutes of that game, but you, they needed to survive the last 15 minutes of that game. And how many games have the Galaxy not been able to survive? Letting in last-minute goals, getting penalties called in the 90th minute. You know, the Galaxy have not been able to close these, close these games out in the past. So this, again, progress, turning point, a feather in the cap that you could say, okay, we were able to do this. We did make this happen. So that's just another another <laughs> another check in the box of, uh, you know, is this is this the time 
that they can start turning it around. The, the big deal is now that you're looking at an LA Galaxy team who gets to play against Philadelphia, and Philadelphia is is not playing as well as maybe they have in the past either, and they have tiredness. They have guys who are out, I think, in international duty and all the other things that are sort of going on with them. But the problem is such a trap game, knowing the emotions 100%. of the last two games. If they can harness, and I would hope that the stadium is rather full on Saturday night, if they can harness the energy of the crowd, if they can harness some of the belief that they've had in the last two games, some of that emotion, some of that ability. And listen, the first time all season, Eric, and you know I love to keep track of these things. The first time all season that the LA Galaxy have scored first in back-to-back games. The first time all season the LA Galaxy has scored first in back-to-back games. <laughs> they got a draw out of one of them. They got a win out of the next one. The LA Galaxy have once again figured out, and the stats back this up, score first, morons. Score goals. <laughs> score first. All right. Is that how this works? This is no, how it's not hard. Josh can be a consultant to any MLS teams. <laughs> I think you guys should score more goals. I think, you know, score first. But early. Yeah, score early. early. Yeah. Score early. Um, the whole deal is sixth time all season the LA Galaxy have scored first, by the way. Um, Which... Yeah. Going back to your point about Philadelphia not having uh, the the start of the season that they think they've you know they wanted to have. The funny thing is their slow start is still getting them 34 points out of 20 it, games and there's a three game win streak and a four game win streak uh, and like going back the Galaxy it's their first time they've scored first two games in a row. Yep. That's very different. I'd love to be in the position that Philadelphia, you know, complaining about a slow start. Uh, you know, sitting in, in fifth place in their particular conference. So I, I, it, it's just kind of a funny thing when you compare the two. Hey, first time they scored first in two games and feel, they're getting a, a struggling Philadelphia who, oh, wait, you know, they're not exactly struggling when you look over their form form guy over the course of the season. I mean, really, it's the same thing with LAFC too, right? I mean, they've been losing yeah. these games. They haven't been playing. They're still like second or third in the in the Western yeah, Conference. Still yeah, third in the West. Yeah, yeah, I think they're okay, right? They're okay. They have a chance to, to recover. And, and you just don't want it to become a habit. Um, and I think that's where, where they're sort of that. Let me get to some super chats cause I've been ignoring them. Scott, of course, gave us a $10 super chat. Scott, hope you're well. Uh, he says, hello. Hope you all had a great fourth. Let's go galaxy. Appreciate that $10 super chat. Uh, Gary comes in with a $5 super chat. Thank you guys very much for all you do for us fans. It's greatly appreciated. Thank you, Gary. We appreciate it. Hope you had a good fourth. Um, and then it's, uh, S P Q R. I don't, I'm always afraid to do any of these that I don't understand. <laughs> I think um, you're safe this one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, S P Q R prof. I don't know what that means. Do you know what that means? Do you have anything? Okay, good. Uh, no, here's he's to a Josh. Professor, I'm guessing he, he is a professor of something. Uh, here's to Josh, Eric, and all the regulars who joined COG. Such a tough season, but these last few games are lifting spirits. Ten dollars super chat. Appreciate that, Professor. Uh, thank you very much. By the way, Sometimes. Herb, I just want to tell you, Herb is on Threads. I just wanted to tell you. Oh, like, yeah, so we're, 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 we're okay. Official, official. We're, yeah, we're yeah, yeah it's, and, it's yeah. Also, want to shout out just the chat room in general because I know we were getting right uh, some lively friends joining us who maybe don't normally join us, but you know, <laughs> that happens rivalry week upon rivalry week. Uh, but again, you just point to the scoreboard. They're, they're mad. They can stay mad. It's okay. This is our show. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's fine. Not a problem. Uh, shout out to the comments. 96 as well are in the, uh, in the chat room. If I'm correct, the new supporters group, uh, that's focusing on, uh, some of the, the, uh, black supporters, um, in, in the galaxy community. And so shout out to you guys. Uh, love what you're doing. Uh, I, I, I would join. I, I am the, I am the whitest person on the face of this earth. Though, that's, so that's why I, I have to insert my joke here. Like yeah. we're going to analyze the atmosphere of the game from the two guys who are not there. And then we're going to give kudos to the black galaxy fans from the two whitest guys ever. You <laughs> but know? Yeah, but it, it, but it is cool to see the, the representation that they're doing. Follow them on Instagram as well. So it, that is pretty cool. Uh, you know, to see what they're doing there. So big shout out as well. Yeah. Tim gives us a $2 super chat says two great games by Leardam. Go geez. I, I told, I mean, 
I, I love defenders, always have loved defenders. You will always see me defending defenders. I am I am 100% always going to be like, hey, you know, somebody in the midfield could have helped out there. Okay, you know where I'm coming from. I'm a defender at heart. Uh, I like it's one of those Kelvin Leardam starting to like earn a jersey here pretty soon. Like, uh, you know, there's going to be a Kelvin Leardam jersey hanging up here in the back here pretty soon. <laughs> uh, one, the dude is uh, just totally like chill. Uh, nothing ever seems to rouse him. Nothing, everything is, is it goes on, right? Um, and so uh, he, just seeing him and and what he does, I have so much respect for that man. Coming in, not playing, and then yeah. all of a sudden well, having to be in the center back starting plus spot, good, good, Kelvin that, Leardam. That's actually where I want to shout out. Leardam, uh, Mavinga, because even even though they're, you know, Mavinga was, is a center back and that's supposed to be one of his things, they, they were not playing and not starting. So to throw to have them thrown in and have them, you know, play as well as they've been playing, they absolutely deserve their flowers right now. Yeah. By the way, you've been coined not as white as me. Um, so good job. <laughs> Congratulations. Sure. There's I think it's the hair. Bob, I just want to tell Bob that I see his comment. I won't it's repeat it, but I, I laughed. I'm, I'm, my eyes are tearing up a little bit. And of course, uh, Mike Gray calling Josh Whitey next time. That's basically what I, I don't know what you're saying. Uh, we take you that we get to be honorary members. See, that's what, that's what I like. See this. Don't, don't I don't think you want to have, have that on it, but we certainly appreciate <laughs> you guys. Say, so we'll bring uh, the plates, the cookout. Josh is that's the a, white, that's, about, that's where we'll leave it. Josh is the white shadow of MLS podcasters, man. It's what is, it's like the, um, what was that old TV show? Kids in the hall, right? It was all the Canadian guys. That was like the whitest show ever. And like, you know, that, <laughs> that's, that's what I always feel like. Like I'm, I'm those guys. So, um, but yeah, uh, a, a lot of fun. I'm glad you guys are enjoying it. Um, Let's get to some stats here real quick. I, we've talked about this already, but just to, to show you, team of the match day. I don't know that I've seen this many Galaxy players on team of the match yeah. day. Um, <laughs> Not this year. Tyler Boyd, team of the match day. Ricky Pouge, team of the match day. Greg Vanny, coach for team of the match day. Jonathan Bond, only played 45 minutes. Bench for the LA Galaxy uh, on the team of the match day. And he makes that there. Uh, I still think it is highway robbery that Douglas Costa isn't mentioned anywhere. He could be on the team of the match day, let alone make it on the bench, right? And so Douglas Costa, and again, I feel dirty defending this guy, but it's starting to feel more and more natural. You he's, show up. Just, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, he, he's deserved it. And, and uh, you know, people love to shout back to our little uh, argument that we had back and forth about, uh, you know, Douglas Costa. But I think both things are true. He was bad for a while. Yes. And now he is good. Yep. <laughs> so he is playing really well and he's showing speed. He's showing you know, those bursts of speed on the ball. He's showing the ball control. The the distribution is on point. So, you know, the, the only thing where, you know, team of the match day, if you were including, if this were like a team of the week, like over a two-game performance, but I think Boyd with the goal and the assist, Ricky with the match that he had, Douglas as, uh, as Costa as, as good of a game as he had, I can see the understanding of him not necessarily getting on that because of stat sheet material, but the way he played, I, I can see that argument as well. Um, just showing you all the, the graphics of those guys and, and what they've been able Douglas Costa with the rose. I mean, having the guys with the roses and taking the pictures, come on, yeah, come on. They're just, the best. it was on brand. They, it was, they're, and pl even they're the, playing to their strengths, Eric. They're playing to yeah. their strength. It's something they haven't done by the way. Right. I feel like they've been missing the opportunities to play to their strengths. The strength is the history, but you need a team that wins in order to play to the strength. Yeah. You can't be doing those photos with the, with the roses if you lose that game. And how many times did we say it about the, you know, the digital marketing team and the social team where they have all these great things, but there was that cloud of Klein out where you couldn't really enjoy it. And so when you see the marketing of this and with the roses, even the patch on the jersey, just these little subtle touches that are nice 
classy touches. The, the, you're right. This, everything just was like a perfect storm. Uh, you know, that came into it with this match where they came out smelling like roses. Smell a hole. Look at you. So good. Um, a five <laughs> it wasn't even written down. I know it wasn't. A $5 super chat from Steven. Love the podcast after this win. There's nowhere to go but up from here. Geez up. Appreciate that, Steven. And then a very special... Oh, wait. Hold on. I can make that louder. There it is. Let's, let me do it one more time. I want to make it loud, like, because it's, it's more... <laughs> There we go. Uh, first time, apparently, uh, for, for one of our uh, donators. Uh, Tonus gives us $20 super chat. Well, certainly, we appreciate that. Uh, they say, new to this great pod, but hardcore, loyal LA Galaxy fan. Keep up the good work, COG. We appreciate you. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll see you here every Monday and Thursday at 8 p.m. Um, yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, that, coming in hot. Appreciate, man, you appreciate guys. The, the super chats. Everyone's feeling generous today. We're buzzing after a win. We're, you know, kicking out fans from the can other just, club. This is... Can it this just is stop? A, what, what a night. Can you just stop? Can we stop right here? Can we bottle this and just like, keep, like Eric, there's certain points where you just never want the next day to come. Whenever Zlatan came in and played that game, I never wanted that next day to come more. And there's, yeah, there's a sadness in me deep inside in my chest, knowing that I will never get to experience that game live again. And watching it gives you just the small dose of what you're it chasing was. That high. Right. You're chasing that. You know, you're never going to get back there again. And that's, that's something. I would feel bad if you were like a 21-year-old kid and that was like your first soccer game that you went to. Well, that absolutely is a thing <sighs> where people came, you know, to Galaxy Games because of Zlatan and then now it's like now what? Now, where, where, do you, where, where do you go from after after that point? You yeah. know, come on. I need where's where it is? Where is it? <laughs> Give me the good stuff. I need it. Um so, you know, games like this are are huge. Um, just in terms of, of what the LA Galaxy were able to accomplish. Uh, some of the notes that I have uh, are about Ricky Poosh. Ricky Poosh will be uh, one of the LA Galaxy's only all-star, uh, will be out uh, playing in Washington, D.C. as they take on Arsenal, and he is in the skills challenge. Okay, just wanted to give you a heads up on that. Uh, let's see. I'm going to staunchly defend the MLS skills competition. It's fun. That's going to be my hill that I die on. Uh, because it's fun. It's fun. Soccer's supposed to be fun. Th these all-star games, let's not put too much into the game itself. The all it's feel I feel like the skills competition is almost that should be the marquee event over everything else because it, it's just a fun time to see the players and their personalities. So to me, the fact that Ricky's going to be there, he's going to get to have his his uh, you know his bubbly personality, his Disney Prince, uh, you know Disney Channel personality out there. That's a good thing. So I know we don't like losing guys to the All-Star game, right. but I think this this is a good opportunity to, again, another show showcasing of your team in front of the world and in front of the league. Uh, I, by the way, I have to apologize. We missed one of the Super Chats. Philip, got your Super Chat. $2 Super Chat. Uh, and I like this. Looks like we played LAFC's B team again, right? You know, one of those. <laughs> you just never get that A team. One of these days. Well, which what what team of the galaxy would you call this without Chicharito <laughs> and without without their starting center backs? Dude, I mean the A team, it, it cut, the, the it, A team, it cuts Eric? both ways. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Ricky Puj. Yeah, Ricky Puj in the skills competition, passing, touch, cross, and volley will be Mister Ricky Puj. Uh, we did ask for Ricky to come on the podcast tonight, um, and uh, I said we'd even do it in Spanglish um, because I'll just make up Spanish words in order to try to, to get Ricky pushed. Um, I listen, Ricky. I hope you're listening. I know you're not, but I hope you're listening. I know you can speak perfect English. I've heard it. Come on this show and talk to your fans. All right, we everybody here would lo would love you. All right, I promise. Yeah. Everybody be nice. You screw up a couple words, I'll help you out. I'm I'm a nice guy. Right, it won't be a thing. This is well, yeah. That's what I always say, you know, because having, you know, worked in education and having to speak with parents, my Spanish is not great, but also I throw in some Portuguese in there and it's like, 
I know that's not a Spanish word, but you know what I'm saying. You know what right. I try to get by. And I always say, you know, the parents who kind of showed me grace and said, you know, I know he's not saying it right, but I know what he's trying to say. You give that some grace to someone who's trying to speak English. Like, okay, 100%. they might <laughs> they might stumble on a word or a phrase here or there, but you know what they're trying to say at the end of the day. And I think, yeah, we I'd, I'd be thrilled to have Ricky come on and share that personality uh, on air here. I, I know he'd be a, a star and, you know, our listeners would eat it up. Yeah, yeah. My, Eric, my dumb butt went to Paris and tried to speak French, all right? And those, and no, those, those, those French they're people mean. were super nice to me, all right? <laughs> so I don't know what it was. I tried. Um, Marvin's like, I'll translate for you, brother. You know, yeah, that's what we need. Live translation. Let's go. Uh, hey, Vicky, uh, Vicky, just do the, you can come on the show too and just do the live translation. We'll just go back and forth. It'll be fine. It'll be just like a press conference. Uh, Philip, $5. Another one comes back. What do you think of the package the galaxy made to BMO? Did I miss? I missed that. Tell me what. Yes. So, uh, after the uh, win, uh -huh. they, you know, LAFC is famous for whenever they're doing a new signing, they mail the hat. They say a new signing coming. The galaxy had their own little package that they were mailing uh, to BMO Stadium, and if you you know were eagle-eyed and saw that the hat that they were sending one you know was a beautiful uh, LA Galaxy hat with roses attached to it, which again great merchandise. Right. But if you slowed the video down, there was a QR code, and if you scan that QR code, it took you to a URL which was lagalaxy.com backslash L, and then you got to see a picture of Ricky <laughs> Pouge. Uh, so you know a QR code interactive uh, game-winning tweet there. So yeah, shout out to you, Philip for calling that out and shout out to the galaxy uh, digital team, because that was just a chef's, Sh chef's, chef's kiss, kiss yeah. uh, of a tweet to celebrate the win there. Yeah, no, no, it's a, it's, it's crazy. I mean, I, again, we've gone through all this stuff, but um, it, it's just, it, I, I love that. This is what it's about. Somebody, by the way, said, Hey, Josh, do you still hate the Rose Bowl? Yes, of course I do. I hate, I hate getting there. The Rose Bowl itself and the images that it portrays and just the ability to, um, it's very American. The Rose Bowl is very, very American, right? And yeah, so, it's a football stadium. But what have we we've seen World Cup finals there, men's mm -hmm. and women's, right? So you you you've seen that. You know that that's ingrained in the soccer history of the United States. The LA Galaxy playing there through what is the first six or seven years, I believe, right? Um, doing all those things. They've had these times. The Rose Bowl is still an American icon, and to be able to see two teams from Los Angeles come in and play is 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 monumental in terms of what it does, right? Um, the fact that you are sort of in this, this period where soccer's like almost mainstream in yeah. the United States, this only helps. Um, so I think I think it really does help. Scott, by the way, gave us a ten dollars super chat. Appreciate you following up, Scott. He says, "Hey, Josh, I heard YouTube takes thirty percent of super chats. Is this true? Do you have another way for us to donate that takes less?" Uh, it is true. Uh, I never really see it though, so don't it, it doesn't hurt my feelings at all. Um, and this is probably still the best way. Any other way just gets complicated. Uh, I have to do taxes <laughs> off of this other stuff too. So should we just put the Venmo logo right, right there? Just yeah, just scan direct. it, scan <laughs> it, and show on it. Come on, you know what? Come out for a train ride, Scott. All right, that's how you, you go. that's going to help me. You're all invited for a train ride. Uh, Steve Carrillo, by the way, uh, my good buddy, Steve, love you, Steve, um, up, uh, lives up in Pasadena. So did you walk to there, Steve? Um, I don't want to hear it, uh, either way. Uh, but he says, if Ricky comes on the pod, he has to say my G's, my, my G's. G's, what's up, my, my G's, what's up, yeah. my G's? Him, him and Chicharito, you know, have, have all the goods there. The, the final thing on the, the Rose Bowl stadium as, as a venue, I think it comes down to time and place as well, because you see the new MLS style stadium where you're right on top of the field and there's the. The, the cone created by your supporter sections and everything that it does. But every once in a while, it's nice to do the big, broad, 
big stadium, you know, with, with the sweeping, you know, camera work and, and the, the background and the, uh, of the, you know, of, of how the Rose Bowl looks. So I think at times a time and place, if every game was played there, or if you do something like, uh, you know, <laughs> Yankee stadium where it just, it just doesn't feel right. Uh, but, but I think there is, uh, there is a time and place where the Rose Bowl, you know, say what you will about getting at it and out of there. Yeah. You right. can still hate it, but visually it's it's a visually beautiful stadium uh comments in there uh let's cut to the chase what's the only fans uh do you want to see pictures of my galaxy podcast wrong threads wrong threads <laughs> yeah cog only fans. that's for all yeah. what more do you want from me okay we're on threads i don't know what you want me to do i've sold my soul to this uh i've already lost one marriage to a podcast i don't think you want another one on only fans all right i don't know how much you guys could do this um no uh just such a fun night uh, and I appreciate you guys hanging in there. Let's go through some stats real quick, just for fun. Uh, LA Galaxy uh, designated players starting to play some minutes. 53.3% actually climbing. Uh, just something to watch there. The LA Galaxy's win percentage up to 20%. Still not good. Uh, but the point percentage, getting a win or tie, uh, is at 55%. And that's starting to climb. So that feels a little bit better. Uh, when you look at home points, and I counted the Rose Bowl as a home game, 1.22 points per game at home. That's better. 0.73 on the road still, right? Total points right now, 19 points. You're starting to see the home and away. Make the home games count. We've talked about it so many times over and over and over again. It has to be done. Those are important things to do. What do we look at over 20 games? Still just 19 points. The LA Galaxy, only one season, 2007, that had less points through 20 games. Does that make you feel bad or worse? It probably shouldn't make you feel great. All right? Be still, Galaxy are eight <laughs> points behind what they were they were last year at this time. Now, only eight points. Please take that into consideration when you remember that the LA Galaxy last year in the summer started sucking big, bad balls. And I apologize if you have children. That's what <laughs> they were doing. I was going to say, yes. I have kids who are watching the show. Golden balls. We used to call it David oh, Beck and Golden you. Balls. They're sucking golden balls. Uh, that's what they were doing. All right. The Galaxy currently six points out of a playoff position. Now, imagine if they would have won against San Jose. They would probably be just three points outside of a playoff position, right? The excuse me, they're nine points. They would have been six points. Yeah. Um, the bottom line is still well within reach of everything because the Western Conference is kind of a muddled mess, just like it was last year. That may make it harder to make the playoffs, just because everything's going to come down to tiebreakers and everything. It's going to be really close, but. Greg Vanny has been saying it now for multiple weeks, which is we're down to the margins on this. It's about the margins. It's about the little things. It's about the point here, the point there. Everything matters at this point. And with, uh, as you said, Eric, just 14 games left in this season, plus League's Cup and everything else that is going on, um, this is it, it matters. These are big things to pay attention to. Um, I'm trying to go through it. There's not like that much interesting stuff, except I'll do this one. This is the goals projection right now. Uh, the, the scoring of goals is still just absolute crap. Okay, 34 goals right now is you're averaging one goal a game. Okay, that's what you yeah, play 20, ga yeah. 20 games. Minus 12 goal differentials also. Yeah, not great. Yeah, not great. Yeah. And so so you're not you're not there, right? It's not where you want it to be. But we were talking about the defensive goals being a big problem. They were trending up towards the 2020, which ended up being 71.1 right in 2020. That's what it would have been had they actually played 34 games, 71.1, right? Because that was a shortened season because of COVID. Um, so that's how bad it was. Vanny came in, got it down to 54 goals. Vanny last year, 51 goals, right? Now, if you look at it, the defensive projections, and this can change game to game, but we're watching it at 52.7. The defense has corrected itself to where it sh was last year, and I think they can get better. What's still missing? Offense. Got to find offense. Has to be offense, 
absolutely offense. We'll talk about the rumors here in just a second. Uh, the longest single se- single season winning streak per year. One so far in 2020. <laughs> 2023. One. They've won one game in a row. That's not even in a row. It's just one. All right. Uh, the longest single season unbeaten streak now at six ties last year. Uh, six in 2020. Six in 2022. Six in 2023 now. Seven in 2019. Obviously, the 2011 with 14 is, uh, is, the, is the standard bearer there. Um, and then longest single season losing streak was three. That's that's not so bad this year. Uh, the longest single season winless streak was seven. So the Galaxy with a win or a draw against Philadelphia will ch- will make it seven games unbeaten and will basically match their unbeaten or their winless streak from yeah. earlier this year, which was seven. <laughs> right. So just sort of keep that it's in balance. mind. And, and we said. They can't be this bad for the entirety of the season. Eventually, it has to balance out. I think now, we're. I think we were hoping, I, I, Eric. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't like. The, I don't like all the draws, but you're right. It's seven uh, unbeaten would be. That would be the balance that we're looking for. And, and you mentioned it about outside of a playoff spot and the points. I look at the West. You know the the standings, and everyone's beatable. Yes. I don't think there's a team nope. who's dominating who's just handling business. St. Louis is sitting at the top. Galaxy, saw the Galaxy, Galaxy just away. drew them. Yeah. Yeah. Seattle, you know, lost to Seattle, but, you know, really played well during that match. LAFC, we saw what happened. Uh, you know, Real Salt Lake is at a negative goal differential. We saw that they can beat them. You know, Dallas, you know, th- they've had the Galaxy's number, but I wouldn't say that Dallas is this, you know, immovable object. And you just go down the standings and it's like, well, I don't know which team that the Galaxy really need to be concerned about. We can talk about when you're at the bottom of the standings. Everyone's a tough game, but everyone is also beatable. So it kind of works both sides of the coin with the parody uh, yeah. that's happening in the West this season. Yeah, you, you can sort of feel it. And by the way, uh, you spoke about Dallas. It reminded me of Sebastian Legette. And then uh, you reminded me that we were talking about him early before the show started. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about that we fumbled very severely the the chance to go to the Rose Bowl <laughs> and watch this game, just like Sebastian Legette fumbled Becky yeah. G. So I was going to say that's a that's a worse fumble than us not making the game. Totally, he still overshadows us. So <laughs> I'm still, still I'm still feeling pretty good about myself. There. Okay, good. Um, Let's go rumors here real quick. Obviously, the Pizarro rumor is there. Uh, Pizarro in Miami. Let's talk about uh, some specifics or at least some hypothetical specifics that are coming into this. Uh, It is rumored right now that this deal is very close to being done. I would say that at least from the LA Galaxy perspective, and I could be totally wrong, but gauging by the people I've talked to today, that perhaps it's not as close or not as much of a done deal as everybody says it was only because... There are some very specific things that limit what the LA Galaxy are trying to do. Okay. Um, There's going to be options here. Now, it was reported that Miami was basically going to pay all of his salary um, and that they were going to send him over to the LA Galaxy. And this is an attacking midfielder, right? So you're talking about a team that has a pretty good attacking midfielder in Ricky Pouge, but perhaps you could play him as a false nine. Um, I'm trying to think of how you get him on the field with everybody else, right? Yeah, that's the only way I I see it working because, you know, who would have thought at the beginning of the season that I would have said, hey, you don't want to break up the Tyler Boyd, uh, Douglas Costa, Ricky Pouge, you know, attack <laughs> or, or the, you know, uh, Pouge, Brugman and Delgado as good as they like, you don't want to mess with that, you know, but you think maybe he can go out on the wing because the winger depth was an issue. But the way Boyd and Costa have been playing, you know, I don't know that there's really a spot for Pizarro. So where where do they need the help? They need it in the attack as a forward. So maybe it is. You do two number 10s, one's a false nine. You even saw it with Ricky, the way they lined up as well. He kind of pushes forward he does. almost like in a two forward set yep. sometimes when, once the Galaxy give movement going. So maybe he can, you know, Pizarro just makes it formal. Um, you know, when we talk about stats, you look at, you know, over the course of his time in Liga MX and uh, in MLS over with Miami, we're talking, you know, 
you know, 15, 20, 20 something games, uh, three assists over the course. If you count the league MX games, that's not great. So you talk about goal production and that being something that the galaxy need. I understand why fans are hesitant and not thrilled about this because he's not exactly lighting it up. Right. Uh, but we're also the fan base that ran Kevin Cabral out of town. Uh, so and, and we're missing someone like Kevin Cabral. So and we were starting Memo Rodriguez on the wing at the beginning of the season. So I, I think at at its best, it's someone who's going to be, you know, a starter, right. you know, for, for the Galaxy who can make a difference. And at worst, it's a, an upgrade at the depth. So if you think at its worst, it's still an upgrade. You know, you have to make that move, especially, you know, if Miami is going to be paying for it, even though it looks like you get it more complicated with the DP slot and, yeah, and so, that situation. But I think on its head, you look, okay, the Galaxy are struggling. Maybe I'm not in love with this move, but it's still an upgrade based on the depth that we have. There's going to be this, and here's the deal. If you get Pizarro, it doesn't matter if Miami pays all of his salary. It doesn't matter that you picked him up in the center in the middle of the, the season and you only, even if you were paying his salary, you only had to pay him half his salary, basically. He doesn't get to be a TAM player. There's no way to buy him down to TAM because it's about the full salary and how you're designated a certain player, right? And so in this designation, he's a DP. Now, Miami will pay all of the salary or some of the salary or however much. And the rumor basically says, hey, they're going to pay all of the salary. But what Miami needs more than anything and why they're willing to pay all the salaries, they need the designated player spot. Well, there's only one way to open that designated player spot, and that's if the LA Galaxy take the designated player spot. Now, Miami, if they wanted to, could hold the designated player spot and trade Pizarro and the LA Galaxy could get him. And then perhaps in some magic way, and I have no idea how, make him a TAM player or not a TAM player or however it is. But the DP spot has to be carried by one of the two teams because that's how it works with designated players. You can't just lose unless you can be bought down from it into a TAM. Like if your salary is $1.5 million and you, uh, you're you labeled a designated player, but at any time they could just move you down to a DP. It's kind of yeah. like Ricky Pouche, right? Ricky Pouche can be a, a TAM player at any time. But you look at Busquets or, or Alba, the type of player that Miami is trying to get, I don't think they're going to eat that DP slot and then you know, make the other. I think the players that they're trying to get are going to take DP up slot. that salary. Yes. So I think they do need the DP slot. And then I saw someone mention in the chat, I, I'd rather have Joseph Martinez. Guess what? I'd rather have Joseph Martinez as well. But I think reuniting with Tata, you saw the banger that he scored yep. on the 4th of July. I, I don't know that... He, I don't know that he's up for discussion uh, to be taken off their plate. So, yeah, I'd love Joseph Martinez over Pizarro 100 percent, but I don't know that he's available. So and th that's you You have to dance with with who, you know, with with who's who's there at the dance. Here's, you know, I know that's not the correct yes, saying, but you, yeah. but if, if Martinez isn't available, you can't. <laughs> you can't ask for him. You have to dance with Just somebody. Don't fool me again. Don't fool me again. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, they are who they we thought they were. Um, it's not dance with who brought you. No, no, you have to. He didn't bring me. Yeah. No, no, you have to dance with. You have to. Yeah. Yeah, you you yeah. you brought the person. You have to dance, dance. You miss a hundred percent of the shots, shots you don't take. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you miss fifty percent of the shots you don't take. <laughs> um. Uh, anyway, no. Uh, so that's it. But here's here's the real decision matrix, right? The decision. The LA Galaxy get a short term rental. Pizarro's contract is up at the end of this winter. He's probably going to go somewhere. You're not out anything because I don't know. I imagine something's going to have to translate over to the other side. I don't think the Galaxy are just going to get everything for free. In fact, there was one tweet that got deleted that showed the LA Galaxy sending over international slots and some, some other things, but it also showed Joseph Martinez coming over with Pizarro at the same time to, to open stuff up. Um, so I don't think that's 100% true and, and some of it, and it got deleted, so I, I really don't believe it's true. Um, one of those. Uh, but you have to, it's going to be short-term rental because his contract's up at the end of the yeah. year. You're not going to, but he's going to take up the DP slot, which means you're not going to be able to sign another DP. Or 
you wait till the window closes. And when I tell you that I've talked to people in the highest positions in the LA Galaxy about these scenarios, know that I've talked to the people at the highest positions within the LA Galaxy about these scenarios. So some people call it a loophole. It's not a loophole. The Galaxy are literally allowed to sign a free agent either before the window or after the window or in the window. Yeah, as an international bring in, it's not a loophole. That's just how it is. It's free agency. That's how it works. The LA Galaxy right now could be talking to a free agent that might have a more longer term effect on the LA Galaxy where you're going to sign them for two or three years and they're going to be the designated player and they're going to help you long term. So it's short term rental versus long term. And that decision has to be made. This is why I'm saying I don't know that it's as close as you think it is because those decisions have to be weighed and then a decision has to be made. Right. Yeah. So somebody has to figure out which direction the Galaxy are going from here. Um, I know that people are saying, oh, well, they should wait till they get a general manager. I don't know that there is going to be a general manager. You could wait until they get a president that, you know, or at least co-presidents or however it's going to be managed. Right. But that's you do have someone who's in charge of player personnel right now. The, you, the, yeah. Now. And they're the ones who they're the person you brought in to make these type of moves. So I think they have the personnel to to make these moves and to weigh those options. And with Vanny's role uh, in, in getting sign off on this as well, I think that's where it's looking. But but you're right. DP, you know, are, do you have an issue with that? I don't necessarily because your Chicharito's done for the year. If it's in for the year, it's a wash. Right. And so now you, you're right. Can you get someone else? But to me, a lot of the big names are getting scooped up already yep. by these clubs around the world. So I don't know that there's someone available. I don't know who's hiding, who's the mystery who's the mystery man uh, that's the this free agent who's going to be worth the DP long-term deal. I don't know who that person is that's going to be – there that you can't wait until the winter and kind of make a deal for next season. Right. Th that's, that's where it starts to get murky. But you know, if, if the front office thinks they have, or the people in charge of player personnel thinks they have someone who could be better in the long term, then obviously you have to wait that out. But on, on its face, getting, taking up the DP slot just for the rest of the season, 14 games left, you know, they're sitting in 13th place, 13th place. I don't know that it really, hurts them. It doesn't, it doesn't make them any worse. It just, no. you know, the question comes, you know, can he make them better? And he may not, he may not make them better, but I don't think it makes them worse. The, the really interesting thing, if you went and read any of his stuff, Pizarro has been critical of Phil Neville said that like he, that Neville didn't let him play the way that he wanted to. He wanted to switch sides and Neville's like, you have all these rules. He goes, I've never played with a coach with so many rules in my entire life, but it's not exactly like he was banging him in before he came to, yeah, to Miami. Exactly. He yeah. hasn't been or that guy. Mexico, yeah. Really? You'd want a guy. And I know this sounds crazy, but you need a guy who's going to score you eight to 10 goals in the next 14 games. I mean, that's you know, it? and that's, that's all you need. That's all you need, right? <laughs> You need somebody so, okay. up there, right? Dance with who brought you. <laughs> yes. Get a guy who scores goals. goals. Score more right? goals than the other team. All right. I like this. If you're going to do it. And by the way, let's get to some super chats because I know you guys were talking in here. Uh, Comments 96, $10 super chat. Appreciate the shout out. Long time COG supporters over here. Love you, Josh Hammer and COG crew. Thank you. We appreciate you guys. Uh, Tony launches into the super chats as well. $5 super chat says LA Galaxy have to win at least eight of the next 14 games to make the playoffs. We'll see. I always, I always like those. I know what you're saying. I understand you have to make up ground and you have to get people to lose and those things have to coincide. So it's not just as simple as being nine points behind and within reach, you know, those types of things. It's like you, you have to get people to lose in front of you. I don't I think it's impossible. But but you're going to play those teams. You are. And so I think I think Tony's done the math. I feel like he's he's looked at who they play and if they if they pick off these right. wins off specific teams, right. that's the magic number that will get us there. The but if you if you look at the, their run of games in the beginning, right. I wouldn't have guessed that they even had a chance. I was ready for 2024, I know. you know, 3 yeah. games ago. Yeah, yeah I so know just you were. the fact that it's not totally uh, you know, out of the question is kind of wild right now. Uh, Eduardo goes, I was betting on the auction again, and thank God the reception at the stadium sucked. Do you remember, <laughs> Eric, do you remember when we went to uh, Night Navy 
Um, and yes. and we went to the to the to that, and there was a guy there who had who was bidding on auction oh, stuff. Oh yeah, and he's like he bought I, like three jerseys, right? right? <laughs> and and uh, I think maybe there was some some adult beverages being yeah. consumed in that. And he was like, my, my, I think he said at one time, my girlfriend's gonna kill me. <laughs> right? <laughs> it was it was one of those. So the auction, yeah, I, and. I don't know how to say this right either. It seems like the items in the auction haven't been as great either. Because mm-hmm. there was a time where I was I was getting you were in the I only auction. Feel, yeah. I was feeling myself in the auction. It's tempting once you get in there, especially when you see, you see good stuff at a you know somewhat decent price. I was I was ready to buy your Jorgen Shelvick's cleat. Right. You know. So, yeah, that was going to be going the in the studio. But. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh. Bob, by the way, points out Pizarro was loaned out to Monterey all last season, right? So wasn't even playing with Miami. Hasn't been here. Has been uh, just an unhappy camper, and and so, uh, you know, a very likely guy on the way out. Be, I'm going to be, be very interested to see if uh, I, I think uh, what was it uh, Jordi Alba was is supposed to be coming to Miami now, mm-hmm. um, along with Busquets, along with Messi. Like I said, uh, mini Barca. Um, is is over there rocking and Getting rolling. Getting the band back together. Yep. Uh huh. Absolutely. Hundred percent. So they're doing that. Um. So I, again, just watch it. I don't know. I, I wouldn't be surprised if this deal gets done because they're basically going to say we're going to push off any of the big concerns that we have. We're going to have two open designated player spots. And the crazy thing is, Douglas Costa. You're almost like, man, maybe you should keep him for another year. But it's like, man, maybe you don't shouldn't. Do there's there's don't too do many don't injuries. Don't do it. <laughs> Somebody call well, Will Coons. Don't don't do it, Will. Don't yeah. do it. Go ahead. I was gonna say that's where it can get interesting with with Pizarro. If, you know, maybe right. take the DP slot and then maybe you know work something out with Douglas. But I I, I think that's too risky with both of those guys. The, the, this is the, those are the types of signings that got the Galaxy in trouble in the past. So I think they would be wise to to not look anything into Pizarro past this year. Yeah, I, I would I would agree with that. Um, let's see. Uh, do, 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 do. Um, oh, this is very important. Actually, breaking news. Uh, speak now. Taylor's version just dropped. Um, can I, can I, Eric? <laughs> listen, listen. I was we need to say this just, is your thing. Yeah, this is your thing. I have my wrestling, right? You know, little promos that I do. And mm-hmm. Taylor Swift. I'm gonna right. let you have the floor. I've been practicing my chants because you know there's a lot of fan participation. I'm going on August 5th. <laughs> can I? Can I use my? I, I rarely get things I really want like from this podcast. Like I've never tried to use and abuse my fame and everything. That's I would a lie. Just, First of all, that's oh. a lie. I'll stop you right there. Okay, May, I don't use it all the time. I have gotten cool things, but I didn't okay, try. There you go. But I didn't try to abuse my fame, Eric. It's not like I asked for things. All right. I was say, I've got a bottle of, of mezcal that says oh, otherwise. Yeah. That was that was a very good good job, and, and I still have that. Um, uh, fill the berm, drop everything. Now you you just you sent me that before, and I've been singing that song yep. in my whole head. Um, uh, but I I never use this podcast to try to get things. I have tickets to go August fifth at SoFi to see Miss Taylor Swift and one of my favorites. Um, and so we have the worst tickets in the whole stadium. They're like limited view. I think we're going to like be looking at the side back of the stage. And we said, but, <laughs> but like, you're in the building, but for 70 bucks, right? It was like, you know, that's not bad, right? Do any what of I'm my, hearing tickets are going for. That's, that's, that's great, right? Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm just saying, do any of my followers have like the hookup that I can get good tickets? Like I'm not afraid to just beg at this point. Um, and I would, I, you know, so I'm just saying if you have any hookups, right. like putting if, it out there, I like, like it. There's gotta be someone who works at SoFi or right? connected. Just get me into a suite. Someone, just an upgrade. I just need yeah. four tickets. It, to well, in a suite. And I will say yes. having attended WrestleMania at SoFi in right. a suite 
Right. There are so many sweets in that place. So what? Right. <laughs> it, it makes sense. Okay. Yeah, good. You're, you're okay. not crazy. You're not crazy. Uh, Philip, by the way, he says, what are we doing? <laughs> what right. are we doing? Taylor's home. Okay, I'm sorry. Track. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. <laughs> LA Galaxy now getting ready to face. This is the hard game. And we've we've talked about this. This is the hard game. The LA Galaxy four, nine and seven against Philadelphia, 10, six and four. Uh, the union coming in after a loss in Atlanta. But that was last Sunday. Right. So they played on the second. Uh, they didn't have to play. It is a very long trip all the way across the country. We talked about the missing guys to international duty and all sorts of things that happened in Atlanta. So there is that advantage a little bit, but the galaxy, maybe I would say I was almost like, Oh, the galaxy have a pretty good, pretty good rest though. Like with the Tuesday, but you know, they played Sunday. And so, yeah, it's probably about even whenever you, you try to wash with the travel, I try to try to toss those things out. But we talked about the emotional games they're playing and how this game now lines up. There is no way that this game can be the emotional high of playing at the Rose bowl in front of 80,000 people. I don't care if there are 27,000 people at Dignity Health sports park, it's still going to, feel a little empty and a little bit smaller and the problem is philadelphia wasn't at well they were at a stadium with forty-two thousand people so you know maybe they, they'll feel a little bit uh, a letdown but basically you're looking at this and you're saying there's a real chance for a letdown here and yeah. that's the problem because the galaxy can't afford to let down and maybe that helps them there is no option you need to go out there and play with all the emotion and all the excitement and everything you had at the rose bowl i know that's hard but you have to be able to fight through yeah. this game. What, what do you see from this Philadelphia game? And I think this is this, like you said, this is an opportunity to roll it over and to say, listen, we've had these games where we've played well and we haven't been able to capitalize and put more than a winning streak of one game. This is our opportunity to start our first streak, to, to get things going and put a couple of wins together. The, the risk, and like you said, that worries me is that this is a very talented Philadelphia Union team. You look at players like Carranza and with Gazdag and Glesnes, like these these are great, you know, Elliot in the back there as Bedoya. well. Bedoya. Yeah, Bedoya, like you just look at all that, like this is a talented roster. And so this is not going to be, you know, a walk in the park when they walk in there. The only thing that gives you a little bit of hope is uh, Kai Wagner was someone who's nursing a hamstring injury in the last game. So I don't know if that's healed and maybe he'll be more likely to play against the Galaxy, but with travel, maybe don't expect him to start. And then Andre Blake, their goalie's away uh, with the gold cup. So those are your, your things that you have going in your favor. And then obviously the momentum, but I don't think this is going to be, we've seen the galaxy dominate against sporting Kansas city and even Colorado, or even, uh, you know, these games where they weren't able to get wins, but we've, we've seen them dominate and look like the better team. I think that's going to be a lot harder in, in this game with the talent that Philadelphia has, especially defensively. When you look at how the galaxy have had trouble yep. scoring goals, I think that's going to be the hardest part. So we may not see, yeah, uh, you know, tons of goal celebrations or barn burners in this game. Yeah, I think uh, I think Philadelphia is one of those one of those teams that you look at and say, um, you know, they have the ability to pass around you. They have the ability to create. They do all the good. They do all the little things really well. Um, I have so much respect for this Philadelphia team, especially being it took them like seven years to build this team up to what it's really been in the last three or four years. Um, and so you, you look at their successes and what they've had to do. Um, I think this is an extremely tough game. I mean, we talked about the schedule being brutal. You had San Jose in a rivalry game. You had the MLS cup champs, uh, coming in, uh, playing, and then you had the MLS cup runner ups right after it. Right. So we knew this was going to be the brutal part of the schedule. And right now you're looking at an LA galaxy team that if they get a draw, if they get a win, 
um, puts themselves in a position to basically have weathered one of the toughest parts of their schedule and come out of it with flying colors. Because I remember people predicting they were going to come out with zero points against LAFC in San Jose, and it said the Galaxy came out with four points, which is almost mind-blowing. And when you think about what happened in San Jose, it should, <laughs> should have been six. six. Yeah. yeah. And so now you head into, into Philadelphia. I don't care who it is. It's a home game. We have There has to be a home game winning. You have to go yeah. out and win your home games. Uh, so this is, this is super, super important. Uh, the LA galaxy has lost only one of 12 all time meetings with the union win eight, draw three, including, a, including going unbeaten in the last seven meetings, win five, draw two, the seven match run is the union's longest active winless run against any opponent throughout the side, though the sides haven't played in over four years. I think last time we played was 2017. Was that it? 20, 2019. 2019. Yeah. 2019. And, and this is when Phil, well, Philadelphia was not the Philadelphia that we see now. Uh, you know, these I remember these games actually being boring games yep. whenever the Galaxy <laughs> played Philadelphia. Yep, absolutely. Uh, LA Galaxy is unbeaten in six straight regular season matches after a 2-1 victory over LAFC. The Galaxy had managed to avoid defeat in only five of its first 14 league matches this season. Win two, draw three, loss nine. Uh, the Union are coming off a 2-0 loss at Atlanta on Sunday. The team's first shutout loss by multiple goals in league play since losing to Miami in early March. Philadelphia has allowed two or more goals in three of its last four MLS games after doing so just twice in its previous 11 matches, right? Again, it's almost like it's a little bit of LAFC in this, right? They're just yes. slipping a little bit. The wheels are spinning just a little bit. There's not, there's just not full traction. Just enough to make you, make you nervous, yeah. yeah. Uh, Ricky Pouge has had a goal and assist in the Galaxy's win over LAFC in Tuesday in the 19 matches which Pouge has played this season. The Galaxy have a record of uh, three wins, two draws, and zero losses when he contributes to at least one goal. And one win, five draws, eight losses when he doesn't. Um, and then you had oh, Jack Elliott. Yeah, what was that? That says that says so much right there. <laughs> right. Yeah. It, it, well, I mean, the Galaxy of again, golden balls. All right. Yeah. Golden balls. <laughs> uh, Jack Elliott and uh, Jacob Glesnes both started and played the full 90 minutes against uh, over the last three seasons. Glesnes ranks first among outfield players for most minutes played and games started in MLS play uh, while Elliott ranks second in both. Right. So these yeah. guys have played a ton of minutes. Consistency. And, yeah. Consistency in the back. Exactly what the Galaxy does not have. You ready for 538? Yeah, I was going to say 538. Hit me. <laughs> so we're in, we're in sync here. The LA Galaxy with a 36% chance to win. Philadelphia with a 39% chance. So, uh, and then 25% for a tie. So underdog they at are home? The, the only 538 home team that is an underdog. So if you don't like 538, then you've got to be, you're, you're, in, you're feeling good about yourself right now because, you know, they're, they're doubting the Galaxy. But I think 538 is seeing what we're seeing, the talent that they have on the team versus a depleted Galaxy team. So, yeah, we're going to see what they have. If you want the Bovada, you want betting odds, there the, is where it kind of goes screwy. Uh, you know, Galaxy plus 165, Philly plus 150. So uh, pretty it, close there. You, you don't don't bet this game. Yeah, you you just, just leave this game. Bet a yeah. draw. <laughs> bet a draw. Plus 265. Money to be won there. Uh, anyway, we'll see. Uh, we're looking and waiting to hear updates on Jonathan Bond, whether or not he'll be available. I thought we would have heard something today, but I didn't see anything. Um, so we'll, we'll keep watching and, and seeing if there's anything on threads on Twitter. You can find me there. Uh, you know, I'll hang on to Twitter until it kills me because I have 11,000 freaking <laughs> followers over there. So, you know, yeah, we'll talk about that for a second. Like we finally get a decent following. Like, Hey, the Twitter is where, you know, we experience <laughs> good things happening. It's like, no, nope, throw it in the trash, start all over. You're at, you're at 15 followers on threads. Good luck. Figure it out. <laughs> uh, oh, good time. 
anyway, time. yeah. So, um, but yeah, we'll we'll keep you updated on that. Uh, Ricky Pooja, I believe, is on yellow card warning, so that's one to watch as well. Uh, I think Chicharito's also on yellow card warning, just in case you want to know. I don't think you need to worry <laughs> I about that. I think he's safe. I think we'll be all right. You think yeah. he's good? Uh, saw videos of Chicharito on Threads because he joined Chicharito. Rehabbing, yeah. Uh, and he's rehabbing, so he's he's doing that, um, which is which is great for him. Uh, so yeah, I mean, that's sort of what it is. And by the way, uh, Tyler Boyd's still playing with a broken hand or, you know, like yeah. that's, that's still a broken, it's still not, let's, not fixed. Let's give him some credit for that. Absolutely. Yeah. Dude is, dude is a machine. Dude is a machine. I heard, I actually asked, uh, to have him on the podcast tonight. Uh, and I think he has family in town visiting from New Zealand for the Rose Bowl game. And so that, well, I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, you're good. You're good. The whole deal. Yeah. So, um, so <laughs> don't bother with yeah, us. Yeah. Don't bother with Please. We're nothing. We, we do not matter. Um, so anyway, so that's what it is. Uh, your predictions that are sure to be wrong, sir. So guaranteed to be wrong. So some people were saying Harambe being shot at the Cincinnati Zoo was the event that set the world on the wrong course. Right. And, you know, the Ocean Gate submarine, they're saying starting to set it right. Mm -hmm. I think Klein out and winning at the Rose Bowl. Right. I think the world is starting to get right again. So even though I'm saying this is a tough Philadelphia team, I think we get a late penalty call. Because to make up for the blunder at right. San Jose, right. I think we win 2-1. Three Ooh. points at home. The Galaxy walkaway winners here. I love it. It's borderline. It's a borderline call, right? It's one of those. And the VAR is like, I'm not touching it after last yeah. time. I'm it's like, we, they, yeah. yeah. We call, make the call to Garber and say, you owe us this one. Nope, not going to happen. Uh, and by the way, Bob says, does Pizarro eat at Sparrows? Pizarro, Sparrows. Wow, I like it. Just Make the shirts. Print the shirts. I just want to say, the quality <laughs> in our chat room. Every Bob's on single, a good one tonight. Yeah. Bob is, but I mean, but just in general, everyone's good. Yeah. The quality in our chat room, <laughs> you guys are what make things as entertaining for us to do this. Like I go in here knowing that if I say anything wrong, the chat room is going to catch it right away. So I don't have to worry about being a moron. You guys are going to catch it right away and it's not going to be an issue. Right. Not only that, but then you're funny. You're funnier than I am. That's why I read all your stuff. Yeah. I'm just here as a narrator. Best. Yeah, the chat is the best. Uh, Galaxy win to nothing. Um, okay. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I don't even know who scores the goals. I don't know that it matters anymore. It's one it of those things. It doesn't matter. You can you <laughs> stop trying to, you know. Jovalich gets, he needs one. He needs one in this game. Tyler Boyd and uh, Preston Judd are tied for the club lead with three goals apiece. <laughs> you know, I'm Casey Kasem. Um, so anyway, so that's, that's, that's what it is. I think it's two nothing. Um, I don't know why, but the Galaxy. Like it. We're, well, here's where I hate it. 538 has us losing and we both have us winning. So. Someone's got to be right. Here. Oh yeah, we're 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 def- they're definitely losing now. <laughs> don't ever vote. Don't ever do anything. Right? No, no, we're not going to do it. Yeah, um, the chat's going chat's going to be really upset that we both predicted wins here. <laughs> Alex, we're all morons, Josh. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, that is, we're all we're Why all we're equal on stupidity. Collection of morons. Yeah. I think that's that's, that's uh, going to be the name of my other podcast <laughs> that I start. Yeah. That's perfect. Wonderful. That's the subtext of this one. <laughs> Come into the galaxy, a collection of morons. Uh, it sounds like a like a Marvel movie. You know, corner of the galaxy, a collection of morons. Perfect. I like it. Uh, probably more DC stuff. Anyway, um, that's where we're at. Uh, the LA Galaxy playing uh, against Philadelphia. This game coming up on Saturday, 7.30 p.m. is your TV start time. 7.39 p.m. is your kickoff time. Dignity Health Sports Park, Apple TV, free. That's right, free. So two games in a row, free. I still see people who are like, oh, I don't watch the Galaxy because they're not on national TV much. And I don't want I'm like, how many free games have you missed? Like a lot. Like it feels like every other week they're on for free. So just stop. It's a, con- it's a conscious decision at this point. It is. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's like the people who, oh, what was it? Um, um, oh, it was the people who never watched Game of Thrones. Well, I've never watched Game of Thrones. Congratulations. I didn't either. But oh, you, you watch a dragon show? <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry for enjoying one of the best shows on TV ever. Oh, I'm so sorry because it has a dragon on it. Guess yeah. what? I never watch Game of Thrones. I don't care. I was like, you guys go do your thing. I got plenty of other things to do. I'm fine. I'm almost finished with Ted Lasso, so don't yell at me. 
Um, right. oh, we're, you're, we're, you're in for a treat. They really finished strong. Though. Okay, good. Glad to hear. All right. Uh, I think that does it. Uh, LA Galaxy versus Philadelphia coming up at 7, uh, 7.30 on Saturday. Uh, that's a, that's going to be a big game for the Galaxy. Again, emotional. Uh, see how they can sort of handle and wage their way through or fight their way through uh, this match because it's going to be a tough one. Uh, certainly a tough one. Maybe one of their toughest matches uh, in this last three just because of the circumstances it all sets it in. Uh, but the LA Galaxy playing Philadelphia coming up should be a lot of fun. All right, Eric. Good luck on this because I know we, we have to change things. <laughs> Tell people where they can find you, buddy. Go for it. All right. Shout out to the chat. Shout out to all the G's who are at the Rose Bowl. I am at HammerEV9 on everything on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and now Threads. That's at HammerEV and the number nine. All right. If you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at Jay Gessman, J-G-U-E-S-M-A-N. And of course, at Threads and Twitter at Galaxy Podcast. Head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com, which hasn't changed and remains the same. Cornerofthegalaxy.com, where you can find all of our episodes of this wonderful show. Spotify, SoundCloud, uh, uh, Instagram, uh, wherever you have podcasts, we are 100% there. And if we're not there, tell me and I'll make sure we are there. All right. For Eric, the Portuguese hammer, I'm Josh Pato Gessman, the two guys who didn't go to the game on Tuesday night. We hope you had a wonderful night. We hope you have a wonderful weekend. We'll see you out at the game this Saturday. Uh, thank you for listening to our little Corner of the Galaxy. Have a great one, everybody. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. Fans, we thank you for listening, and we ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.